And we are back with the 2% Podcast. I am your host, Kianbu Fentress, and I'm here with my boy. Rokome. Rokome, we here. We got a GOAT with us today, a fellow Vandy alum, uh, Simone Charlie, pro soccer player with Angel City FC, and... Happy you're here with us today. Thanks for having me. Of course, of course. And so we're going to get right into it. You know, so the 2%, you know, we talk about the journey and how we get to our destination of college and you with a professional soccer player. And so kind of walk us through, you know, your journey to Vanderbilt in terms of recruitment and like how does that work out with like high school soccer and going to the next level? Yeah. Um, so I kind of had a different journey to mm -hmm. playing in college. Um, so I don't know how much you guys know about soccer, but like they start recruiting like fresh out the womb, like super early, like people nah, will commit in like early. eighth, ninth grade. Okay. And so like, for me, I wasn't like highly recruited coming out of, uh, middle school. And so I was playing with, um, it's called ECNL team, but that's just like essentially like a college showcase team, a team okay. where like colleges will come and like watch you play. Um, there's only one in Alabama, um, and I wasn't really playing much, wasn't getting much playing time. And so by the end of my like freshman year of high school, I just stopped playing for them and just started playing high school soccer. Um, was really close with my high school coach and someone that I like still have a relationship with, with to this day. Um, but yeah, so for me, I just like, was playing high school soccer and ended up uh, trying out for, it's called ODP, but it's essentially like, um, it's called the Olympic Development Program, but okay. they bring yeah. all these people from like the different regions to come um, and try out for the team and a lot of colleges come. And so for me, it was mm -hmm. like, this is my shot. This yeah. is my opportunity to like try to make it. Uh, this was like what my sophomore year of high school um tried out for the team didn't make it <laughs> ah, that's cool, that's cool. Yeah. so um yeah long story short mm -hmm. my junior year of high school I pretty much kind of given up on my dream of playing in college really yeah and so just because like I said at this point like if everyone you committed by if now, you are committed by yeah, now there's yeah. like nothing left yeah. <laughs> it's so. like a hard because like with baseball like I was I was like my, I did a prep school year and that's when I technically okay. committed to Vanderbilt. So after I graduated high school and did a postgraduate year, yeah. but like usually baseball, people start getting offers around ninth grade, 10th grade year and yeah. they mainly commit sophomore, junior year. Okay. Senior, you, you late in the ball game. Yeah. Like it's late, you know, but, uh, but it's not like, it's not like a done deal, but it's it's slim. It's it's, it's rare yeah. to, you know, for it to happen. You know, your your last year, and so is it the same way with soccer? A hundred percent. Like most folks are committed. Like like I said, eighth, ninth grade, yeah. tenth grade. You're like late, and mm. so for me to be a junior with like no offers, nothing was just kind of like not really. There's not really much going for you. Was it a situation where you were like? a late bloomer or was it like I'm better than all of these girls around me and y'all and y'all not recognize me like, like, like talk your shit like like say it. like if it's like that it's like that you know like was it something like that like how can you not recognize I'm fast and all these girls I'm more athletic agile my footwork go crazy you know like what's yeah. what's going on <laughs> uh I would say a mix I think in okay. the beginning um one thing I struggled with 
it, like early in my career was confidence in myself. Mm, and so I okay. think that affected a lot of how I played and just, you know, second guessing myself, um, not playing free. Mm. And so I think then obviously when I'm not getting offers and not getting these opportunities, then, mm. you know, it's like back mental. to the drawing board. Yeah. yeah. Mental, but also like back to the drawing board of like, all right, well, I need to get better and mm. I have to like put that work in and stay after practice, do the extra and all of that. And I feel yeah. like for me, that's where my confidence came from was all the extra work that I put in. Mm. And so then for me, I think as I got older, then it was like, no, I, I can do this because I mm -hmm. did a hundred reps of this already. Yeah. And so, yeah, I think for me, that's kind of how that happened. Um, that's but. a bar, by the way. That's, <laughs> that's a bar, you know. And even like the other people that we've interviewed, they pretty much said the same thing in terms of uh, like playing your sport and your real athleticism, your real talent comes through when you're free and you're, yeah. not, you're not bogged down, especially in baseball, like for sure. Like you can't be, you can't be thinking clouded up top because it, it affects you. you know? 100%. So it's cool to see that goes across all sports yeah kinda, you know in a way and so was so when did vandy get into a pitch with the other schools or was it just vandy that was out um no, after you? so it was just vandy so just vandy. my junior year i basically just like did some research found vandy and was like it's a great school academically yeah um and just came on a visit just like a regular visit mm. and absolutely just like loved the school yeah. and so I went, visited the soccer coach's office, like knocked on his door. It was like, mm. hey, I play soccer. Got it out the mud. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And he was just like, okay. Yeah. Um, and so then obviously they can't like offer you a scholarship or anything. Um, but I went back to that high school coach and was like, hey, they have to see me play if I want like an opportunity to play here. And so he found like some random team in Florida that was playing at this like big college showcase. So I went um, to play for that team at the tournament, emailed Vandy and was like, please mm. come to my game. <laughs> like, please, I'll be here. Here's my schedule. Please show up. And they end up coming. <laughs> and so, um, yeah, after that, um, I guess the rest was history being offered a, a scholarship after yeah. that. But yeah. That's a story. <laughs> that's, a, that's a story. I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't think that I'm, I would that you had offers from when you came out the womb like for <laughs> real that's, Dang, that's so you really got yourself into vandy like pretty much in yeah. terms of like you doing the work and you taking steps and you knock on the coach's office like how was that conversation i know it's awkward and you probably nerve-wracking for, sure, for sure you know but like hey i play soccer like do you bring him film like to show him yeah. something like how did, how did that happen uh, well, first, it wasn't me. It was the grace of God that I got of into course, Vandy. Of course, of yeah. um, But it was definitely very nerve-wracking because I was, like, a junior in high school, so mm -hmm. I'm, like, I'm a kid. Yeah. Just, like, knocking on his door. Um, the head coach at the time actually was gone, like, at a tournament, so it was the two assistant coaches, and they were just mm -hmm. kind of like, oh, hi, nice to mm -hmm. meet you. But, I mean, at that point, I was desperate. Like, yeah. I was, like, my dream – I wanted to play pro soccer and yeah. the only way that you could do that was playing in college. And mm. so at that point I was like, I'll do anything. Yeah. And I visited the school. I loved this school. I could see myself playing here. And so if I have to sit down and have this awkward conversation with it's, you it's and you don't happen. know who I am, then I'm going to do it because yeah. the worst you can say is no. And I already don't have anything already. So 
You come from a very athletic family. Both of your siblings played collegiate sports at a high level. Did you feel like there was pressure being a being a Ooh. younger one? That's a great question. <laughs> uh, I did. I yeah. feel like because my parents like made it very clear <laughs> to be completely honest, like yeah. at a young age, it was just kind of like, like you are going to figure out how you get to college. Like mm. whether that's athletically, academically, like that's how you're going to college. And the three of us, like my sister, she ran track at Auburn. My brother did track at Troy. Damn. And so um, they were able to like pay for school with athletics. And so it was just mm. like, you either pay for it with soccer, you pay for yeah. it with academics, or like there's a community college down the street, that mm. is where you'll be going. And mm. so that was just kind of like. That's what it was. Yeah. I'm just being honest, yeah. is what it was. Mm -hmm. So yeah. Okay. And in terms of soccer, like what, what are like the big time schools like for soccer, like collegiate soccer? Obviously baseball is like usually yeah. the SEC is usually for, for baseball. Like what are like the big schools for soccer to go to? Uh I would say UNC has a very storied program. They've mm -hmm. won like I wanna say like twenty national championships. Something oh, crazy. Geez. Um Stanford has been doing really well. Mm -hmm. Um UCLA, uh Florida State. Um, yeah. What about Virginia? They good? Yeah, UVA is very good as well. Okay. So it's like a mix of like some schools from the ACC, some from yeah. the Pac-12. Um, the SEC has okay. been on the come up to you. So, yeah. I got you. All right, so fast forward. We are we at Vandy now. We there. And so talk to us, you know, just that first year experience, you know, of uh, – collegiate soccer you know of the practices the training sessions you know like did you have like a wake-up call like hey like I'm here you know I'm here now <laughs> you know it might have been like a coach got on you or you got you know these girls are good did you have like a moment where like, okay like I'm ready you know? <laughs> yeah um I I feel like one thing I really appreciated especially my freshman year was that our senior class was very welcoming like they weren't clicky standoffish like they very much were trying to help you adjust and I think for me the hardest part with Vandy because it's so like challenging academically and on the field and as you see it's yeah. like just the time management part I remember my freshman year I just it was hard because I felt like all I did was study and go to practice study mm. go to practice and wasn't able to like actually have the college experience that year or that freshman year. Yeah. yeah, because it That's was real. just like, all I'm doing is like reading this textbook and then going to training. Yeah. And so things like finding friends mm. and like, you know, and then you're on yeah. social media and you see all your like, all your like high school friends, which all of mine like went to Alabama, went to Auburn, like yeah. oh. stayed in the state. So yeah, they, and their so they're all different. Yeah, yeah. they're mm -hmm. all like doing life together. And that part was really hard for me of like, I came to this place, I don't know anybody and I don't have any friends outside of like my teammates. And all I do is study and play soccer. And I feel mm -hmm. like for me, that was the wake up call. I feel like I lost myself hmm. in that semester. Yeah, okay. Is there, um is there like a 
a team that you guys face that you like will always get up for, you know? Uh, oh. But okay, obviously. <laughs> you, got, you got the one. You go ahead and say it. Yeah, of course, you team. Like, uh, I'm going to say because I think I, that's probably the only time. It was tough to like go watch, you know. So we'll we'll go watch you guys, um, especially like during the fall. We have like just training sessions, so we'll go watch. You know? But like, I think I've never watched soccer until like I got to college, you know. Mm -hmm. And that's like no slight. It's just it's not prevalent. At least not where I'm from, yeah. you know. So kind of getting to see it for the first time, you know, was a uh, very different. You know, it's mm -hmm. different, but like it's a. Uh, I'll say it's enjoyable to watch, you know, you guys do, do y'all thing and whatnot. But uh, I guess as far as soccer goes, you know, like how can just from um, a viewership standpoint, you know, like how can it get more like prevalent, more, you know, more eyes on it? Because we only hear about soccer like the past two months, three months where it's going around like the World Cup and mm -hmm. like it's a big deal. But like other than that, you don't really hear about it that much. Yeah. You know, it's not mainstream like that. Yeah. You know? so what's your thoughts on that? I think that's like points to like a microcosm of the broader issue in women's sports in general mm. of just the lack of investment in the marketing side. Okay. Because I think a lot of it, like people are like, oh, you have to like have all these people at the games and prove all these things before we invest in you instead mm. of like investing, putting the money there and then having the, people show up. Right. So we're putting like the cart before the horse. And Makes so sense. it's like okay. so yeah. important that we market women's sports yes. and like people know that there's a game on or like know who the teams are, know the league. That's all it takes. Yeah. yeah. And I even think of like, so my experience at Angel City, which has been um, a pretty cool experience this past year of like one thing our like club is like pride itself on is like marketing, having people in the community, like putting the team on the map. And mm -hmm. like every weekend we'd be selling out like 20, 22,000 people oh my on the weekend. And it's like, but no, but that that's lit. like, no, but that's to show that like you market it, folks will come to games. Yeah. And it's just like that initial investment, I feel mm -hmm. like is what's missing. No, 100%. I was going to say, um, I remember you guys riding around for, for the lats, um, for lacrosse too, like riding around in like the golf carts during like the school hour days, like doing lunch hour and holding up signs and whatnot, trying to get, hey, come to the soccer game, come to yeah. the soccer game. And it's like, y'all have to do all that just to get, get people in the, in the seats. Oh, we got we got Chick-fil-A. Yeah. You know, yeah. we got Chick-fil-A. It was like, oh, Chick-fil-A, okay, yeah, we yeah, there. Yeah. You know, but like, that's a, uh, so do you, cause I guess, cause I was like my first soccer game, like professional soccer game this past, um, this past year, in like August or September, whatever. The Nashville FC mm -hmm. and great experience. First yeah. pro soccer. I'm like, <laughs> I can, I've been like, I feel like I've been deprived a little bit. I'm like, it's loud the whole game. They got the drums going, the chants. Yeah. Like, more exciting than a professional baseball game, 1000%. Like, it's not even close, but it's like, it's crazy that I didn't know that until 26 years old, you know, mm -hmm. that it can be that type of experience. Yeah. You know? And so that goes to just, like you said, the marketing and whatnot. And um, yeah, like in terms of uh, kind of transitioning, do you think that influences, you know, the pay and whatnot, like 100%? A hundred percent. Yeah, 
because the whole conversation that you hear is mainly around the WNBA. It's what you, mm -hmm. that's the main conversation people hear talk about. It's like, oh, well, like what you said, they don't bring in like the seats and we're not getting people into the seats and you guys don't have the same viewership as like men's basketball. It's like if you get the same viewership as men's basketball, then the pay would be different, you know? But it's like, is it the same conversation with uh, women's soccer compared to men's soccer, you know? Yeah. Yeah. As far as like, I think, like I said, that like initial investment piece mm -hmm. has been missing. And I yeah. think, honestly, it's not, it's just not even a smart business decision because I think of like growing up as a as a little girl, like I would have loved to like watch mm. soccer, like watch soccer games, watch mm. women on the field, watch people who are literally me, like yeah. older versions of me, yeah. like on the field. And because, you know, I love sports and I mm -hmm. love soccer and I love playing and all of these things. And I think in the same way, like little boys are like socialized to be huge sports fans and yeah. sports mm -hmm. supporters, like little girls can be the same way because right. if you look at like the participation rates of like in youth sports, like girls are participating in sports at the same rate. So like, why do we assume they don't <laughs> wanna watch it mm. on TV? Like we're just yeah. like jumping to that conclusion. And so I feel like if we market it, that's a whole like untapped market that we're not even like tapping into. Um, and like you said, that goes even further into the um, conversation of compensation mm. because it's like, yeah, people need to be at the games to, um, to build revenue so that yeah. then players get paid more and things like that. But it's like, mm -hmm how can you come to a game and expect people to come to a game if they didn't even know there was a game right, or they didn't know true. there was a league or they didn't know they there know was a, a team. I didn't know there was a league. Yeah, hundred yeah, percent. Yeah. And so like, mm -hmm. why are we shocked that the stands are empty when people didn't even know it existed? Yeah, you touched on it. The fact that you guys can get 20 plus thousand people in the stands, you know, sold out is, I, sh I shouldn't think that's blasphemous. You know, I shouldn't think that's crazy, you know, but like that's, I yeah. think that's a, a huge feat, you know, that many people, you know. Um, I guess switching gears just a little bit, you know, you being a black soccer player on the college level and on the professional level, okay, that's, that's a feat in itself. How can, like, what's the, let's talk about just you know, diversity in the sport, you know, from kid to middle school to high school, like how can it be more diversity in the sport? Like, like what's your stance on diversity in soccer? And you know, what's yeah. the yeah, for you guys? I would say the biggest issue with like the lack of diversity in soccer has to do with um, just how expensive it is. Like soccer mm. is unnecessarily expensive. Break it, break it and down I, for and, us. And not to cut you <laughs> off and like, it's just kind of the same thing with baseball. And, but a lot of people will always say, like you go, you do look at other sports, like basketball, football, soccer, different things like that. Everybody always try to say that the reason more black kids don't play these sports, play baseball specifically, is because of the cost of expense. But I'm like, all sports are expensive now, but to hear you say that, it's like, it's crazy, but most people would think you just need a ball. Yeah. But that's not true, but yeah, go ahead. Yeah, nope. yeah, break it down, <laughs> the expenses. But it's like, 
Before I do that, mm-hmm. I think you can just look at the bigger picture of soccer. Like soccer in the in the world, it's like the world's game. Yeah. And yeah. so like soccer on the global scale is so diverse because you you really do honestly just need a ball. Yeah. But when you look at the United States, it's literally only in the US that it's like one of the most like the widest sports. That's true. And it's only a white sport here. Yeah. Well, everywhere else is <laughs> everywhere it's not. else Yo. everyone yeah. can play. Yeah. And it's because you have things like club fees. So like like I said, so back when I was playing, um, you had what they called like ECNL teams, which are like basically the supposed to be the best teams in like in the country that you try out for, you play for them, and then colleges come to your games because you're playing for one of these teams. Um, but for that reason, like these clubs will charge thousands of dollars just to be a part of it, not including travel mm. to tournaments, not including hotel, none of that. So it could be a couple thousand just to like be on the roster. And then like I live in Alabama, well, you gotta play in the surf cup. That's out in California. You gotta pay for your hotel. You gotta pay for your flight. You got another tournament up in New York. So like you're coming out of pocket thousands of dollars for a single season for one child. Like that's a lot. How can, yeah. It definitely be a better way. Are they, is there any black owned soccer organization youth on the youth side or is it pretty much all white as well? There, I'm, I would like to think that they exist, but I don't oh, know of any. I don't know any. I'm gonna say you. You just broke that down in terms of let's just say Same. let's just say for math, say it's two thousand just to be a part of the club, and then a trip to California. You can't you can't go by yourself. You, you gotta go with your parents. parents. That's another two. <laughs> so right. that's another. <laughs> you gotta eat. That's another thousand minimum. Yeah. You know, depending on where you're flying from, and then so now we had three thousand, and now we're talking about travel. Once we get there, rental car, mm-hmm. gas, and food for mm-hmm. three, four people that's going. Now, oh, now we got a tournament across the, the coast, and now we got to do it all over again. That's crazy. That's too much. And you're <laughs> it doing like three of way. those, like mm-hmm. at least three of those big tournaments, at least a season. And like that doesn't include like your regular season games where you're like traveling to like, oh, not flying, but like driving. But it's like, oh, I'm using gas money to drive to Mississippi, to drive to yeah. Florida, to drive to that. So it's just, yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, it's, you hope it would be a better way, but it's, it's not like you having a way around it because if you want to be seen, you got to go to those yeah. spots if you want to play at the next level, you know. It's like, it's kind of similar with baseball, kind of, you don't have to, but it's like. You do. Maybe, maybe do. nowadays, <laughs> now, na- now, nowadays, nowadays you do. Nowadays you definitely nowadays do. Nowadays you do, because like I, I played in, in baseball, we have this thing called Perfect Game, like the Perfect Game Tournament, which is in Atlanta. It's like the mecca for baseball. Mm-hmm. Like if you, anybody was anybody, you, you go through Perfect Game. Okay. But now they have different things now. But like, it's like those, that's expensive as well. But it's like, maybe when I was playing, you didn't have to go through Perfect Game to be seen. You know, luckily, I just went to the camp. You know, and I'm mm-hmm. down the street, so I'm just going to Vandy camp, and that's how I got exposed mm-hmm. to Vandy. You know, for as far as recruiting for a high school athlete who doesn't have any offers, ninth grade year, tenth grade year, and in their junior year, they know they have the talent, their skill, 
they have the confidence, but they're not getting the looks. Mm. What do you suggest Ooh. for that that young lady mm. to get exposure? Do they take the route that you took and just go not go kick the door down? And hey, <laughs> I say go I, kick the door down. I'm Simone <laughs> Charlie. Like I'm the, I'm I'm her. Okay, I'm her. <laughs> okay, you need to mess with me. Like what do you say to that young lady? That's a great question. First out, first things first, just like, don't give up on your dream. Like yeah. if you gotta go kick the door down, go kick the door down. Um, I would say like, as far as like figuring out how to get exposure, like I think, like I said, for me, it was like, I called my high school coach was like, they have to see me play. Mm -hmm. And he like was able to just make phone calls and find a team for me. And so I think, yeah. The biggest thing is just like not giving up and yeah. like doing whatever it is that you have to do, whether that's going and knocking on their door, whether mm -hmm. it's going and playing for a random team that you don't even know yeah. and just meeting them in Florida. Mm -hmm. um, but I think also just like not like, I think everyone's path is different. And I think I don't, I, I hate when people just like think that, oh, I have to go like in soccer, the ECNL route, or I yeah. have to play on this top team or, play here, play that for people to see me. Mm -hmm. Because like, that might work for some people, but like, it's not for everyone. And just because you're not on that team doesn't yeah. mean that like, Trash. you can't play in yeah. college or you can't play pro. Mm -hmm. So. No, that's real. You, you kind of transition back to college. You were a two-sport athlete, but <laughs> you were not just a two-sport athlete. You was a two-sport athlete in the SEC at a prestigious academic school like Vanderbilt. Like, talk about that experience playing those two sports at Ivy League school, basically. <laughs> yeah, um, it was challenging, to say the least. Mm -hmm. I feel like, for me, it was a lot of, like, kind of like I was saying, freshman year, it was a lot of studying and training mm -hmm. and just very regimented. And I feel like for me, one thing I really had to, like, work on was separating my identity of, like, being of who I am from mm -hmm. being an athlete because playing two sports takes up so much of your time. It's easy to just think like being an athlete is all I am and this is what I'm good at and just yeah, doing yeah. things that you're good at. And it was like, no, I had to like, I think later on in my college career, like be very purposeful about like figuring out who I am. Mm. Did you ever at a point think about just sticking to one sport while in college? No, actually. That's real. That's, yeah, I don't think I ever did because I loved, I loved different things about soccer and track. Like soccer, I loved, well, I just love playing yeah. soccer mm -hmm. and just the game itself was something that I always enjoyed. And I feel like deep down, I always knew like soccer was the route I wanted to go professionally. But I feel like, honestly, I learned so much more about myself through track because it is an individual sport and it's literally, yeah. it's up to you. Like It's on you, you know, yeah. it's on you. Yeah, it's yeah, literally, it's, it's on, on you. you. You can't blame anyone else. Yeah. And um, everything, like whatever you put into it is what you're gonna get out of it. And mm. it's not like soccer where it's like, oh, I'm battling against someone else. It's like, no, you're battling against yourself. Yeah. And I was a triple jumper and so you, Look, a jump takes what maybe like 30 seconds and you do what six but the whole event after everyone yeah. goes it's like two hours yeah. and so you're spending 
more time thinking about your jumps than you are actually mm -hmm. jumping. And so that mental piece of it was something that um, I feel like I, I learned so much about myself from track that I still use those lessons like playing soccer now. I assume you did track in high school or no? Yes, okay. I did. Okay, all right, same event? Mm-hmm. All right, now track meets in high school, well, uh, I know, especially where you're from, and right where you're from too. Yeah, it's all day, but it's so like it's it's so fun in terms of like um just watching people do their own events mm -hmm. and like I mean I remember going to a track meet and I'm watching people talk shit as they're running <laughs> like come here come here come here yeah. like as they're running it's like what they say move move yeah move, you know but like track meets are like lit especially when it's like competitive like yeah. if it's booty then like it's not that fun but you got a lot of fast people and yeah. people like setting records is like it gets it gets intense mm -hmm. you know so on the track side because i've only been to the vanny track meets and it was a you know <laughs> we, we, we're not gonna talk about that but you know <laughs> what what other <laughs> what other places in terms of like track like where it's like it's an event like this is this is it you know like Ooh. like it's lit yeah like you got the boys the girls like everything you know is crazy uh i would say of course nationals mm, like yeah first of all oregon's track i don't know if you. oh yeah that's what they do it's oh like man America. yeah and it's like well like track in the u.s is like top in the world so you that's have like true. college folks like out here running crazy times yeah. and like um, the crowd is always so into it and mm -hmm. just like so hype. And so I would say easily nationals, um, SECs, folks yeah. would be like, it'd be yeah. lit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> SECs was lit. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, like the Olympic trials, like that was mm. like unreal experience of just like competing with and seeing like athletes I, yeah i had grown yeah. up with like posters of them on my wall and now mm -hmm. i'm like yo allison felix like she's right there <laughs> like i can touch her <laughs> like, yeah Dang, you so. got to see allison felix i'll probably oh. pass out <laughs> <laughs> jeez yeah you can see all those people so um i always wonder like do you guys like in soccer do y'all like talk trash in soccer <laughs> Cause like basketball, you talk trash. Football, definitely talking trash. Baseball, yeah. I talk shit in baseball. But, but you gotta like you, you gotta, gotta find your moment. Yeah, you gotta find your moment. It's like maybe you get on second base and a shortstop at second base, and they talking trash. You just whisper like un under your ears, <laughs> uh, under your helmet or whatnot, and you say something. But it's like it's not that prevalent in baseball. But like in soccer, cause y'all so close to each other the whole time, pretty much running up and down. Is there? opportunities to talk trash or is, is it a thing in general to talk trash i mean it depends on the player i feel like in my experience there hasn't been much trash talking for real for real i feel mm. like sometimes folks try to talk trash and so if they do like start talking trash at me then i'll talk back <laughs> Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, yeah. but if like for the most part I mind my business because I'm here to do my own job. Like I'm yeah. not here for you. I'm here for me. We hear the word. Yeah. yeah. So it has to be like provoke. Like, yeah. If you're like, gonna like, really like come provoke. for me, then yeah. like I'm not just gonna like mm. sit idly by. Like, yeah. I think uh would it be something like a 
cheap shot type thing. Cause I don't know the rules that well, but I know I can tell. I can look in like, hey, that don't look right. Like you, they slide a different way and they trip you yeah. on purpose, something like that. You know. So if someone says like a cheap shot, you know, do you? Do I cheap shot people? No, I'm saying like oh. if they do that to you or like to your teammate, you know, and it's like oh. now now you starting something, you know, like yeah. it gets rowdy after that or no? Nah. Uh, I mean, if someone like cheap shots you or cheap shots your teammate, I feel like the whole team like gets yeah. upset about it's, it. It's own. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. it's like why? I feel like especially at the pro level, like you know what you're doing. If yeah. you're trying to hurt someone, like yeah. we all know you did that on Come purpose. On yeah, you're yeah. like. You're too good to like accidentally like mm. two foot someone. <laughs> so like, yeah. I feel like yeah. If anyone gets cheap shotted, like everyone on the team is like, yeah. what what's going on? Oh, like, right, what yeah. you trying to do? What was the um, dopest place to play in the SEC? Like for us, some of the spots were like me, my freshman year personally, Mississippi State. Like we went to Mississippi Ooh. State my freshman year. It was so loud, the ground was literally shaking. Like I'm on Jeez. deck, I'm in the on deck circle, and I'm like. I feel like something, my body is shaking. I'm like, I'm not, I'm tripping, right? And I just kind of try to calm down. It was, but it was literally so loud. The ground was literally shaking. Like, what were some of those spots you like to play in the Ooh. SEC? That's a good question. Or in talk, in the fans too. Or the fans ever crazy. I'll talk <laughs> crazy to you. Um. Well, speaking of talking crazy, the team that talked the most trash that I've ever experienced in my life Mm. Was in college playing Florida. To this day, okay. I can't stand okay. Florida. That's fair. Because That's their fair. whole team yeah. talks so much trash, would mm. like play dirty sometimes, in my yeah. opinion. Play would play like dirty sometimes. They mm. would like line up on the side yeah. and be like yelling at you and stuff like that. Um, so that game, Florida was always like personal. Mm -hmm. um, but I would say, like, as far as like hype, just like cool environment. Um, South Carolina was pretty cool playing okay. at, yeah. Um, because they would always have like a really good crowd. Yeah. Um, yeah, I would say them. Of course, playing Tennessee, because yeah. like, yeah, it's Tennessee. Yeah. Was, was, was UT good? Um, in soccer, all for you, all five years that you were at Vandy. Uh, they were pretty good. Uh -huh. I think this past year, uh, the, I I think they. Actually, I'm not sure, but you know, like, <laughs> but um, yeah, they were normally pretty good, okay. but we were mm. able to beat them. Yeah. So I was, I was excited about that. I had to sneak uh, that in. So I definitely got to add my girls at Vandy in there because Darren's just like turned the program around, mm -hmm. and you know they've been winning SEC championships, That's consistently like making it to NCAA tournament, um, almost made the Sweet Sixteen, I believe. Mm. And so like yeah, they've been crushing it, and so yeah. definitely their program on the rise. So they're in the conversation for sure. For sure. Yeah, 100%. shout out to Vandy. Shout out to Vandy women's soccer. Man. Yeah, yeah. So how does the like when is the draft? How does the draft work? You know, is it the same as football, basketball, baseball? Like, how does that, you know, do they do like a prospect list or a mock draft? Like, yeah. how does it work for on, on the soccer side of things? Um, yeah, I think so. You register for the draft, like, after the season is over. Um, there are like prospect lists and mm -hmm. all the like things that, you know, projections of like who's going to be first and all these things like that. 
Um, but the actual draft itself isn't until January, like early to mid-January. Okay. Um, there's four rounds and what? We have, what, 12 teams now in the league, so. Oh, okay. That makes sense. Talk about your, your pro experience since you've been a professional soccer player. How has that been? Yeah. Um, it's been, well, first a blessing because, like, this has literally been my dream since yeah. I was a kid. So Did you cry when you, when you first got drafted? Uh, so I didn't get drafted. Okay. okay. Um, a free so, agent deal? Type of thing? No, so that's a whole nother story. Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. <laughs> they want to yeah. hear the story, yeah. too? Go ahead. Let me know. <laughs> you knock the door down again? <laughs> Basically. Yeah. Uh, so, no, I didn't get drafted. I remember watching the draft, though, yeah. in, cl- <laughs> in class, oh, not man. hearing my name called. Damn. Um, and then got a call from Darren, the soccer coach, like three or so days later, and was just like, hey, the Portland coach um, is interested in you. He's about to call you. Like, don't okay. mess it up. So he just yeah. like called me, and basically I had just picked up everything, moved to Portland, and they were just like, "You could try out for the team, but we can't guarantee you anything." And so like our preseason was tryouts. Mm. Tried out, didn't make it my first time, and yeah. so I was living with a host family, working odd jobs. I did like. Front desk LA Fitness was yeah. like training folks, mm-hmm. tutoring all the things. Yeah. Um, trained with them for a year and then came back the following year, tried out again, mm-hmm. and then that's when I like signed my first pro Come contract. Come on now, look at God. So, <laughs> Come on, you, you yeah. see the hood. Right. Come on now. Amen. <laughs> that's a so, story. You got good <laughs> yeah. stories, man. You went through some, some adversity. Like, that's real. Like, yeah. Extremely like, proud of you. So you in so you in Portland with a host family the whole time. You know, we were talking a little bit out camera about your Portland experience, you know. But now you in LA with it. And mm-hmm. so kinda give us culture differences between not not the city, but the culture differences in terms of the organization, the team, how things are ran or similarities, you know, mm. like Kind of like the playing for the Yankees, playing for the Red Sox. Two different organizations. Yeah. One is bearded, one is clean shaven. You know, <laughs> like it's just one is stricter, more structured, other ones yeah. more loose. You know, so it was on, on that. Yeah, that's a good question. Uh, I feel like they're pretty, they're different and similar. Um, I would say the main difference is Portland has like been around since like the inception of the league. Has consistently been like one of the top teams in the league. And so like, they're essentially a well-oiled machine. Mm-hmm. Whereas Angel City was an expansion team. So last year was the first year that the team existed. And so with that, it's like all the play, like for us, it was everyone's first time playing together, the staff, everyone's first time working together. And just like with that comes a lot of hiccups along the way. Mm-hmm. And so I think just like both on and off the field, the process was smoother in Portland just right. because it's been around a lot longer. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would say like the game day experience and like the investment in women's soccer was similar, which I appreciated like Portland, um, similar to like I was saying with Angel City, like did a lot when it comes to like marketing, trying to put the thorns on the map and like Mm -hmm. they would, well, before Angel City was like consistently with the highest attendance, having like almost 20,000 at games and like packing it out and stuff like that. And so like. Angel City 
similarly um, has done the same thing where they're all about like putting investing in women and putting like marketing us and all of that. And for that reason, like I said, it's like packed on the weekends. Mm -hmm. And so I feel like that part has been cool of like being a part of like two organizations that have really done their part in like trying to put women's sports on the map. Yeah. We would be remiss if we don't talk about you, just the life in LA itself. Like, (laughs) like, what's life like in LA? The celebrities, Lakers game, you going to Clippers games, like, who have you seen? Like, dang, who is, I I see you. Like, I see you on a movie screen. Like, like, who have you seen, like, celebrity wise, while you've been in LA? Yeah. I know you've seen more than, you got a bunch, you know? So, who who have you run into? (laughs) Who have I run into you? Yeah. Uh, I would say one cool thing about our like soccer club is like we have a lot of celebrity owners and so we have a lot of them at our games so it's like Gabrielle Union, Dwayne Dwayne Wade, um, uh, Alexis Ohanian, Serena Williams' husband Oh, um, because they're owners owners of our team Yara Shahidi, Tyra Banks, Janelle okay. Monet. Keep going. Yeah. <laughs> it's just folks just be out there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so no, it's mm. been that part's been like cool. Just like so many folks that like I've seen on TV yeah. or like look up to you. It's like you're in the game and you look to the side and it's like, like yo, they're here. <laughs> like, that's have, you crazy. Ever, have you ever got starstruck by anybody? Um But you kept it inside. We know? kept it inside. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, that's a good question. Are you just cool like that? No, uh, calm down. <laughs> no, 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 no. Um, I, I feel like I got to meet Serena Williams like on a FaceTime, and I like Hold was on. panicking <laughs> on the inside, but on the outside I was like, "Oh hi!" Even <laughs> like on the inside, I was like, "Yo, you got to meet Serena on a FaceTime. How did that happen?" Her um, husband? Yeah, so he's like one of our main owners, Alexis, yeah. and he's like fantastic. Comes to like pretty much all our games. Um, and it's just like really a part of our organization. And so when I went to the championship game, he was there with Olympia and just like hanging out and stuff. And I think Serena just like called while he was there. And I was just like, Damn, oh, talk, you gotta talk to the goat. Talk, <laughs> talk about what, you know, Serena, she played tennis, but. Talk about what she meant for women's sports, but especially for black women and black girls growing up. What does she mean to you? You can't even put that into words. Yeah. I to saw be you at her honest. last match. Her last yeah. match. Yeah, because I had you got to pay homage yeah. Yeah. to the goat. Yeah, you have to. I was say I, I wanted to see her. She's one of the people I want to see. I want to see like all the goats before they retire. Right. Like I want. Let I want to see. see Say what you want to say, but I want to see Floyd before he retired from boxing. I want to see Serena. You yeah. know, I want to see Tiger play. I want to 100%. see Tom Brady play. Like, you just want to witness greatness. Like, even if they lose or don't do well, it's like they still the goat. You know, yeah. so like you keep going about that. No, hundred percent. That's why I was like, I don't care what's going on. I have to go to the Open yeah. because, like, what she's done, not just like in the sport of tennis, but mm-hmm. I feel like her like what she's done has transcended tennis like she's up there no, easily one of like the best athletes like on the no she talks she talks yeah she's <laughs> in my top three period yeah. you don't know what's like, for yeah exactly yeah. you can't even mm-hmm. argue with that and nope. i feel like 
for her, especially being a female athlete, you don't hear that. And mm. I think being a black woman on top of that, you don't yeah. hear that. And mm. so I think just like her being able to not just put tennis, but like female athletes on the map and like for like show that like we should be taken seriously. Mm -hmm. And yeah, we can be the GOAT, <laughs> like, yeah. you know? And Facts. just like, yeah, her legacy um, has just been like, inspiring me to just be the best that I can be because she is like done everything like she's iconic so she's a Nike athlete <laughs> you're a Nike athlete <laughs> how, how how did that come about because that's that's a big deal okay like, that, that's a huge deal for you to be a Nike athlete you know like how did that come about and like talk to us about that yeah um, a grace of God once of again. Of course, just God. That's the message for <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> grace of God. Um, no. So that opportunity came after my uh, second full year in Portland. So, mm -hmm. well, third year if you include my like training year. Um, but yeah, I just like had a really good preseason and. Um, after just like that preseason, um, my agent had like reached out to, um, reach out to Nike, reached out to Adidas and was just like, Hey, like, yeah, just started that conversation. And Nike came through with the, with a deal that I was excited about and was like, yeah, we'd like to like help sponsor your future and all of that. Sure and so yeah. that's kind of like how the partnership started up. Yeah. And now it's been three years being a Nike athlete and mm -hmm. It's been it's been a dream. I, I love it. it's, it's like Nike, something yeah. I dream about since yeah. I was a kid. Nike. So like That's I was lit. like so excited. What are those conversations like? Like say what you can about that. Like you going back and forth either the agent, you know, with Nike. Like how do those? As what are like some of the things that are said in those conversations that you can give to the audience? You know um, about those type of deals. Yeah, um, I would say the biggest thing is you have to value yourself and bet on yourself mm. because I think it's in like organizations like best interest to devalue you because it saves them money, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so like you have to come and be like, no, this is what I'm worth. And like, mm. no, I will walk away from that if you don't agree. Mm. And like, I think having... <laughs> But it's <laughs> real though. It's real. Or you have to like even just like have the audacity to even like approach them. Like I think like I said after my second year in Portland and just like my agent just like having the gall to be like hey Nike, <laughs> like mm -hmm. this is my athlete. Like that yeah. I feel like is you value or well in that case my agent yeah. but like valuing you enough to be like no i think i'm good enough to be like sponsored by nike and even just like start that conversation and then having the audacity to like continue that conversation when they mm -hmm. come back with like okay this is what we're gonna like give you and you mm -hmm. being like no this is what i think i should be given mm -hmm. and so like i think yeah. also realizing like that you're in those conversations, they're not just like paying for who you are, but paying for who you're going to be. Yeah. And so like, what are your dreams and goals? And like, understand that that's in the conversation too. Before we end it, um, you talk about having value in yourself and uh, you're an All-American in, in track and field and you're all SEC in, in soccer. Now you're a professional soccer player, Nike athlete. 
mentally, when did you started to get that dog in yourself? <laughs> and talk about how do you maintain that dog and continue to build off that from a mental perspective and a physical perspective? Ooh. Oh, that's a great question. Well, I think from the physical perspective, it's a lot of just discipline and a lot of mm. training. Mm. And I feel like you have to work hard to make it look easy. And Oof, I think say that again. That's <laughs> <laughs> make it hard to look easy. Come on now. Uh, but I think that's like the biggest thing that I've learned is like when you see someone like crushing it on the field, like they didn't wake up and just roll out of bed and crush it on the field. That's mm. they did so many yeah. reps and that's why it's they're doing so well yeah. and i think i i had to learn that like i said when in high school when i wasn't getting recruited and i was like okay well now i got to stay out and do all this extra training build my confidence or my first year in portland when i didn't make the team and i'd have to stay after practice every day mm. um to work on my technique and so i think for me um the physical side is just like from discipline um, and I feel like the mental side for me, I would say it's like, I feel like a lot of it comes from just like loving the game, but I also feel like you have to be purposeful with like your mindset, like yeah. having, having that dog in you and stuff mm -hmm. like that doesn't just like show up on game day. It's about <laughs> how you are in training. And like, for me, I meet with like a sports psychologist who like, helps me stay focused and helps me like, like we talked about like playing free and stuff yeah. like that, helping me to like be loose. Cause sometimes, you know, when you're too focused, too stressed, you overthink you rep, you pressed yeah. and you're not playing, you're not yourself mm -hmm. when you're pressed. Yeah. And so I think a lot of it is just like letting go. <laughs> let go yeah. and let who? Let God. Let God. <laughs> Come on now. Come on now. Amen. Yeah, 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 yeah. You've been preaching this whole time. Uh, last thing, USA soccer. So is that in the midst of something that you want to do, you know, you know, uh, like how's that work, like tryouts, like expound on that, you know, for, for us? Yeah, so how it works is you essentially, depending on how you play in the season, you mm -hmm. get called into what they call a camp, which okay. is just like training, and then you play games and stuff like that. And then if you keep playing well, then you keep getting called in. Mm -hmm. um, and I would say that's definitely a goal of mine, but I think for me, I'm in a phase of just trying to enjoy the game yeah. and going as far as I can enjoying mm. the game. And so I think while obviously I'm gonna do the best that I can um, to achieve my goals, at the end of the day, I wanna enjoy my career and I want to enjoy playing 100%. and so yeah I think yeah. that's what my focus and my goal is mm -hmm. now that makes sense stay in the moment living in the moment yeah, yeah that's, that's real and if it happened it happened yeah you know, yeah that work what's on your pregame playlist slash and kind of like your pregame ritual slash routine that you got to yeah. do before every game so you can hit that one first and then okay. give us what kind of songs get you in that that mode uh, so I would say for every game I have like stretches and exercises, like activation mm -hmm. stuff I have to do, um, listen to music, normally like trap music. Okay, <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, 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 trap. What trap song <laughs> gives you in your mood? <laughs> okay. Yeah. 
Well, more like I start off with like trap and then I end with like calm music because okay. I feel like I have to like get hype and then I gotta like sizzle. Calm. <laughs> sizzle. Calm. I love that. Yeah. Sizzle. Okay. Uh, and then I sometimes do. Do you guys know Headspace? I heard of it. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. it's like a meditation app, okay. and it's just about like you literally sit there for like ten minutes and focus on your breathing and just like being present. Yeah. And so I've been doing that a lot before games of just like centering myself and like literally exactly what you said about like living in the moment and mm -hmm. just like trying to be present. I'm not gonna let you escape this. You still ain't get no trap song yet. <laughs> I, I I need I need a song, <laughs> some gangster music that you listen to. Just give me like I one, love one or two. Glorilla. Glorilla. Okay. I listen to all okay. Turn. Glorilla. <laughs> <laughs> I love Glorilla. Yeah. Um. Let's see. I listen to Meek a lot. Okay. Um, yeah. Who else do I listen to? Two Chains. I love J Cole. Yeah. Uh, yeah. J. Cole just. J. Cole, he's his just, lyrics, he's, he's a vibe. though, it's a vibe. Yeah, he preaches. Yes. 100%. Like, now, Glorilla um, is crazy. I ain't Glorilla is tough. Yeah. She's a tough. She, right? She's she, right. she, she, like, she probably gave me the mood, too. Right? Right? Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's dope. That's dope. Well, shoot. This has been great. This has been great. This has been dope. You know, you, you, a lot of bars. You was in your pulpit today, preaching. Yeah, I'm done. You was in the pulpit, pulpit, preaching. Today. I'm you know, done. Gave a lot of game, you know, entertaining as well. And so you know, I, I thoroughly enjoyed this. And thank you for being our first female athlete on, 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 the, on the podcast, you know. And so before we end it, Nike athlete, All-American, All-SEC. Go. Go. <laughs> She kicks doors down to get where she wanna go. Oh, okay. And two sport athlete, you know. Simone Troy, I appreciate you. No, oh, thanks for having me, guys. Yeah. Like, follow us on all platforms, two percent pod, all that. Two percent. Like, comment, subscribe. Instagram's a two percent with two T's. And like it. I'm gonna say it again, like it and subscribe. I know you out there. That person who's like me, we just look at the video, not subscribe, subscribe, okay? I'm talking to you, okay? And um, yeah, peace out. Deuces. Awesome. Deuces. Appreciate you. Yeah. Good to go. Good to go. No, that was great. That, that was, was fun. So fun. That was fun.